So today, I'm getting to the end of the year, end of 2019, and I was really thinking, uh, well, thinking about what to share today, and it's something that I think we all lack in, and we, we lack in it, but we also, we do it for the wrong reasons as well, and I want to bring it to a place where we're doing it for the right reasons, okay? And I, I want to write, remember... Remember. Now, if you look back at the year of 2019, some people wish you yeah, can just flop. It's like, yes, thank you, Jesus. With the end of 2019, I don't want you to put your hand up. But some people are like, this has been a really good year, you know? And so if you think back at this year, there is some negative stuff, and there's also some positive things that happened through the year. And God wants us to remember. So in doing this morning service, you can start thinking back about this year, about all the positive things that's happened in your life, and you can also think about all the negative things that's happened in your life. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes we tend to remember sometimes more the negative than the positive, especially if we're going through something. You know, all of us has gone through something this year. And when you're in it, you find it really hard to remember the positive, you know, especially if there's no money in the account, you know, it's like, okay, you have to like try to, you have to discipline yourself to remember the positive, okay. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the word remember in the Bible, in the concordance, it comes across right through the word about 161 times, and 62 of the words remembered, and four for remembering, okay? 65 references to the word forget, and most of those are uh, reminding us not to forget what God has done and how He has delivered us from the past. The word remember comes across 161, remembered, 62, and four times remembering. 65 is to telling us to, not to forget what God has done. How beautiful is that? So I think God is trying to tell us, listen, hello. And I want you today to decide, I'm going to forget all the negative stuff that's happened this year. And I'm going to try to focus on the positive things that's happened this year. Like, just an example. I'm running a bit ahead here now. But just for an example... You've got a roof over your head to be thankful for that. You've got food to eat to be thankful for that. You've got friends around you. You've got family around you. Now, God uses certain mechanisms to spark a memory. Okay? He uses your five senses. Taste, see, eat, smell, you know, touch. Now, it's amazing. Those, although it can be positive related, can also be negative related. So you can have, like we're coming to a time of Christmas, you know, suddenly you're like, oh, you remember something that happened previous Christmas, you know. And you can taste something and suddenly it just sparks a memory on the inside of you. And it can be positive or negative. Now, I've asked Andre to look up, uh, ask him about what does the word remember mean? Because I looked a bit, I'm like, this is not really, it's not very wow, you know, and you know, as you know, Andre, he just comes in like, and he confirmed that part, and next time he's like, boom, I'm like, oh my goodness, it just, I think, I feel like I've hit the topic here that it's like, it's big, (laughs) and I didn't realize about what this actually means to you and me, 
and how it can affect your life, positive and negative. So I've asked Andre to just, in a nutshell, quickly explain the word, what does remember or remember mean? Mediar? Okay, I do study Hebrew. I don't know Hebrew well enough to speak it, but I have a proper understanding to be able to dissect the words and to get a proper understanding of it. So the Hebrew word for remember, I'm going to put it there, zakar. So it has the meaning of to be reminded or to be remembered. Now, the interesting thing here, it is not to dig out any lost memory. It is something that is obvious, that is right here. Quite often, like the time of the year, it is Christmas. It reminds us of the birth of Christ. So we don't need to go and dig into some historic books to be reminded. That's why they had the feasts. And another reason for saying it's not something that is, you have to dig up for the memory is we read about God remembering, and we know He can't forget. So we read in Genesis 8 verse 1, God remembered Noah during the flood. So He didn't go, a year goes by, and He said, you know, I haven't seen any people. Oops, where are they? You know, you know now He remembers. No, it doesn't happen that way. He was thoughtful of Him, and He remembered Him. So it is something that doesn't need to be called up, but it is there, very obvious for us. Also in Exodus 2, we read about the cries of Israel. And then the Bible says, And God remembered the children of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. So it is their call to him, reminded him of his promises. So it is, we read in Exodus um, 28 verse 12, about the ephod that the priest had to wear. And there were two stones on the shoulders. And the names of the sons of Israel had to be engraved like in a signet ring on there to be a reminder. Now, it had to be a reminder, not so much for God, but for the high priest. Because when he was doing his services, the altar was overlaid with gold and it was reflecting like a mirror. So that's why it was to be like a signet ring, because a signet ring, when you press it into the wax and you pull it, then you can read it, but you look in the signet ring, it's the wrong way around. So it had to be engraved that way, so that when he looked at himself, he could see the sons of Israel, so he could remember God, he could remind God when he read it that. So that is, that's plain. So that is nothing well, okay? Zakar means to be male. It's not because men obviously have better memories. Um, <laughs> But it, it means to be male. Okay? Now, I'd like to do this, this one thing. I'm going to write it here. So Hebrew is, of course, written from right to left. So that symbol there, there's quite a few ways. Imagine that as being an axe or maybe something used in war to cut. You know, you could look at that. Or imagine you have your oxen on this side. And the farmer pushing down on it. This becomes a plow. So the whole image of that, of the Zion, is it's either a weapon, but it's used for cutting. So it could be a plow. So it's something that opens up something. It pierces something. So it is, we can see now that zakar has something to do with cutting open, piercing. Okay. Then the next one is an open hand. So we have a cutting open. Okay. So we, we're following this thing through. Any guess at what that is? It is a head. It is a head of a person. It signifies the summit or the head of it. 
Very interesting. Zak or zakak means to be pure, just for interest's sake. So we don't understand how zakar, being male, relates to remember until we get to the word for female, Genesis 1 verse 26, when God created mankind, male and female. So the word for female, nekweba. Nekweba has as its root nakab. Now nekweba, interesting, when I draw that, that's the, the word for nakab. It is a seed that is the sun on the horizon, now that time has passed, or a period has passed, and that is, that's the floor plan of a house, that's the inside. Very interesting. Naka means pure. Zak means pure. So the two of them are linked. That is the inside. So the word nakab means to be pierced or to be bore, which means to be female, you have the property to be penetrated. To be male means you can cut open. And the intent of that is that the male can leave a seed so that there's an offspring. And the offspring will be an image of the man so that he can be remembered. So that the whole idea behind Zakar and Nukeba is seen in when we look at God being the husband and we being the bride. And when he teaches us his word, that is the seed that he plants in us so that we have to be reminded of him. When we meditate, it is an intimate thing because what we are saying is, God, I am now allowing you to plant a seed in my mind. So remembering is not a mere academic exercise. It is an extremely intimate thing to remember because we are having an intimate relationship with God. So there's, I said to JD, there is so much, there is so many things that comes out of this. But I think for the sake of, of this, that's all that I need to say is to explain that Remember is academic in the one side because there are these feasts and things that happen. But when we meditate, we are sitting there and we are recalling obvious things, seed that is there in our mind. You know, there's, uh, there's two verses that came to mind. Um, Psalm 1 verse 2. Um, he says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he meditates there in day and night. And Proverbs 1 verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge. Now that word knowledge is very interesting. Because that word knowledge is yada. And yada. Now, let me just in this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge. That fear of the Lord. We quite often separate that, but that's actually one principle. The fear of the Lord. That fear is yira, and yira actually means there's this feeling in your tummy. It's like a flowing. There's something flowing out of your tummy. That's the yira. So, 
we have connected words, I think it's the right word to say, where we say the kingdom of God, the word of God, the voice of God, um, the eye of the Lord. You know, we have all of those. And never do we try and separate and say, but that's not of God. So it's not the kingdom of somebody else. It's the kingdom of God. But when it comes to the fear of God, we think we have to fear him. And it's wrong. But God does not fear anyone. So this is the flowing out. So what is the flowing out of God? What is flowing out of God's belly? Is his spirit and it's his teachings. So Proverbs 1 verse 7 basically says, the teaching of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge. That word knowledge is exactly the same as what we see in Genesis 4 verse 1. And Adam knew his wife. We know what it means when Adam knew his wife. So the teachings of the law is the beginning of all knowing. It's all knowing. It is the seed that is planted in us. And that we have to remember when we meditate. It's an intimate thing that we have to remember. J.D., over to you. Wow. Hey? Wow. See, he just does it very well. <laughs> you know, would not have done it. This is really, really good. So remember has got a very different understanding than just remember. There's something that happened in your life, positive or negative. This is positive or negative that has planted a seed inside of you. And either through your taste or smell or whatever your five senses, you can bring that thing to remembrance. And you can actually relive that experience. So let's take for an example somebody that was abused. They relive that experience. They continuously. Let's say somebody that's been raped or whatever the situation, when there'll be a smell, there'll be a feel or whatever, you relive that moment. Now let's take it positive. What's God spoken over your life? I remember sometimes that spirit word, and it's like just to be in that atmosphere, there's a smell. Like, you know, even if it's sometimes you go, there's just, a, you know, the fragrance. And sometimes, you know, when you walk, when I walk back there, I remember the times because that smell just brings memories back in that. Now, if you've been in a revival, if you've been in a move of God, if you've been in a, you can relive those moments. And God, at the same time, wants to heal the bad memories Whatever you've been through growing up, whatever situation, God wants to heal it. And well, how does He do it? In <laughs> so many different kind of ways. But one of the things is that God wants to change our minds. God has, that's why He says repent for the kingdom of God. Repent, change your mind. Now, at the same time, I want to quickly read, let's read Colossians 3 verse 1 to 2. I was meditating one night. I was awake at whatever in the morning. This word came to my mind regard to memory, okay? Or remember. It's exactly the same. To bring back to memory. Bring back to memory. Now, memory, your mind. Now, Colossians 3 verse 1 to 2. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Now, before you go to the next one, I did Elijah House, and they, one of the things they speak about is the heart and mind. Now, if you can lodge in your mind, you can try to counsel somebody, but if they don't feel it from the heart, it means absolute nothing. 
or you can have the heart, but you don't have the mind, it also means absolute nothing. It has to connect. The same with God. When you change your life, you can't just have the knowledge here, but nothing happens here. You've got it here, but nothing happens here. There has to be a connection between the two. Now, verse 2, the next verse. That's why it says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. So your heart and mind needs to be seated there. Seated with Him. Heart desiring what He wants. Mind, just filling your mind with the things of God. Now, quickly go to Matthew 12, verse 34. Now, Jesus was speaking to these wonderful Pharisees, okay? This is your blood of vipers, your bloody vipers, however you want to. You're wonderful people. How can you who are evil say anything good? For out of the outflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your heart and your mind has to be in connection. So if you hear the word today, it has to drop here as well. I remember, you know, Bill Johnson actually spoke about it as well. It's like you can, you know, you can change this, but it has to happen here. It has to happen in your heart as well. Now, what God is doing continuously, He's creating memories. Now, you think you're coming around about Christmas time, okay? You're taking photos, you taking videos, whatever the situation, you are creating memories. You can create memories, birthday memories. You can go through your phone, your photos, and you're like, oh, I remember that time, I remember that time, you know. And so, but at the same time, God is creating memories. God is creating memories with you and with you, with each one of us. And I want you to encourage to say, okay, God, create more memories. You know, the times you encountered God, that's a memory. You know, if somebody, uh, I mentioned a while ago, you know, when that lady at Bill Johnson, when that woman was so free, you know, as God just set her free from, I think it's prostitution, I can't remember, you know. Somebody has an encounter with God, you don't know what's happening there. God is creating a memory. God is busy renewing and changing the memory that she has might have built up in her plane, in her life. You know, when if God starts changing it, that thing that you've gone through, whatever, when you revisit it, you, it won't hurt anymore. It won't hurt anymore. Now, personal testimony, and I think it will be really good here. About 2011, it's year stays and I got married. That year, my mom passed away of multiple sclerosis. And did I pray for her? Yes. <laughs> did she get healed? For a week. <laughs> And then, yeah, it all came back. And, um, you know, us Christians are like, we keep believing right to the end, you know. And what happens, especially when you've lost somebody with cancer or whatever, a grieving starts taking place already from the word go when you get that notice. A grieving, it's like people start actually slowly, okay, this is going to end up bad, you know. And us Christians are like, Forget about this. I'm not allowing this in my mind. I'm not, I'm by faith, I'm going to put, and it's good. It's really good because we preach the word and we believe the word, you know. And, and I believe God. I trusted God. I said, God, I don't care what, what say. And I go there, it's all negative. I said, uh, freaking, so foot. <laughs> you know, I'm believing for a miracle. And did it happen? No, it didn't. And I was hurt. I was like, I was like, God. And also a lot of things happened that time. And I was like, 
God, this is wrong. This is not right. And, you know, also what happened there, um, I don't want to, but I was not in a good place. Like, I don't want to pray for somebody. Forget about it. Well, I'm as I, you know, and yeah, my own mother dies, you know. And I remember Tom Scarella was here that time, and I was still at prayer meeting. I remember it so well. Now, this is God memories that God planted inside of me, and I'll never forget it. And I want you to even look back at you. Remember those memories. Remember those memories. Remember those encounters. Don't forget them. When you go through something, revisit them. Relook at them. Because then that seed that God started planting in that memory, you'll start reliving it. You'll start reliving that time when He met you and He encountered you. And I remember we were here, and, and Pastor John said, these were the prayer meeting guys. I want you to pray for them. Oh, my word, the power of God hit us. And we, oh, my word. It was, and every time I would think about my mom, I would do this. <laughs> every time I would think like she didn't get yelled. <laughs> Yay! And joy hit me. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I was like, D -d -d how do you connect the dots? I almost lost the mind. How do you connect? Like, but God came and healed me right there. And I believe so much. He did that because he knew I was standing by faith. What took people maybe years, whatever situation, years to get over it, God just boom, like, let me just hit you with joy and you can laugh yourself out of this. Now I can relook really at it and it doesn't hurt anymore. And this time, I miss her, but I'm fine. It's like, people's like, it's, she said, Jesus, she's like, run your eyes, JD, you it's fine, you know? So God is continuously building memories on the inside of you. And whenever you feel those hurts, or wherever you feel like, I encourage you, get with God, let Him come and come. Let me, let me. He's the best healer, he, He's the best person that can restore you. Now, just an example, I'm going to throw this thing out here. And that's how powerful your memory is, okay? And how quickly you can recall something. I'm going to say this one word, and all of you are going to start thinking of one thing. You ready? Or two words. September 9-11. Right now, you can think of that day. You can rethink that day. And you can actually, you know exactly where you were on that day because it was such a traumatic experience. Right now, each one of us can think of that day. I was at the gym <laughs> and it was, it saw this stuff happening. That's how powerful it is. Another thing, your salvation. When you got first saved, first time you encountered God. Now those are all memories, which is seeds that was planted. You can relive an experience. You can relive an encounter. If you've been in a revival, you can relive that encounter. You can think of this church right now where you've encountered with God. You can relive it. When I was thinking about this whole thing, I was like, God just gave me four things. And I said, what more? He says, well, I've given you the outline and you fill it in. I said, okay, cool. Now, one thing, remember who God is. Who's God to you? Remember who God is. One thing I would encourage you always to remember, He's good. 
He is so, so good. Regardless of what you're going through, it's his character. That's who he is. He will never change. Bad things happen. And it's just unfortunately one of the things. But there's a time coming, and it's now, where sons will prophesy. And they'll see things change right in front of their eyes. The whole creation is moaning and groaning for sons, you and me, to rise and to prophesy and not accept the normal situation and speak against it and see things change. That was actually a prophetic word. I felt that. was quite, That's why you can speak to tornadoes and leave. That's why you can say to, like Pastor John last week, say, hey, you will not come. Because I know who God is and I know who He is in me and I know what He can do. Now I'm going to read just a couple of scriptures here. Let's go to Isaiah 46 verse 9. God likes to be reminded of who he is. Moses did it. He's like, God, you did this. So I'm just reminding you. And it's not, you know, sometimes it's more for you. <laughs> you know, that, okay, you know, I'm reminding you, but at the same time, I'm remembering. <laughs> you know, remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, and there is none other. I am God, and there is none like me. He's God. And we'll remember who he is. A couple of scriptures. I'm just going to run through this. I just highlighted some. Ephesians 3, verse 6 to 9. Our great and mighty God has power to create everything from nothing. Psalm 26, verse 3 to 9. He speaks and things happen. I'm just going to run through them. His creation reflects His power. His powerful word sustains everything. He has power over death. All creation is dependent upon His presence. He chose us, chose his people to become like Christ. He is the only sovereign. He is truth. He doesn't lie but keeps his word. He is full of grace and truth. His spirit guides believers into all truth. He loves and preserves his people. He loves his people even when they are faithless. Oof. He still loves you. Nothing can separate the believer from his love. His faithfulness endures forever. His love is never ending. One day I was praying and I was saying to God, you know, um, uh, we were just chatting and I said, you know, you're a good God. And I was just praying and saying to him that when I come to him as a son, he will respond to me as a father. Even when you don't feel like your son, he will always respond to you as a father. So when I speak to him, I speak to him as a son. He is my father. Even when I'm faithless, he's still my father. It doesn't change the fact who he is. Remember who God is. Remember who he is. Now the next one. Remember who you are. Your identity. Jeremiah 1 verse 5. Uh, I'm just going to read it for you. One day I was praying. I said, God, give me a scripture. And I've read this before, but it's like I don't remember what it was until I read it. I'm like, oh, wow. But God is like, this is, this is my scripture. If it's yours, I'm happy, but it's also mine. I'm taking it for me. <laughs> okay, but it's mine. For I formed you in your mother's room. I knew you before you were born. I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So he formed you, he knew you, he set you apart, and he has appointed you. 
you are a son of God. Now, we know the story of the prodigal son. He stuffed it up. But he got to a place where he remembered. He came to his right senses, and he went back. So I don't care where you are right now, but you can all remember when you remember that seed. Now, Simba, the movie Simba. <laughs> okay, you know the story. Who's not watched Simba? Forgive you. If we forgive you. You've all watched Simba. Oh, yada, Jesus, help you. <laughs> but we know the story, and I thought it would be so very nice to bring it in here, where he just totally forgotten who he was. And then he had this encounter. He says, remember who you are. And at that moment, he just realized who he was, and he went back. Now, Hebrews 12 is 1 to 5. Let's get that scripture on. I'm enjoying this. This is quite nice. Let's remember. Now, we know the scripture very well, but I want to get to a part there, and I want you to focus on that. Therefore, since we are surrounded with such great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance a race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the protector of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3. Consider him endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And you have, now listen to this, and you have forgotten the word of encouragement that addresses you as son, my son. Do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. I don't know about you, I prefer his rebuking. <laughs> his rebuking is much in love. And I love his discipline because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes anyone he accepts as a son. Okay, I think that punishes sounds like a horrible word. I'm sure there's a Greek Hebrew word for that one. That sounds bad. <laughs> but do not forget the word of encouragement that addresses you as a son. It's amazing when we go through something, we, we so forget who we are. You know, I, I remember a guy said, you know, when your prayer becomes desperational, um, as a, when you in desperate prayer, begging prayer, and frustrating prayer, it means you've forgotten who you are. When it's desperational, irritability, frustrating prayers, you've forgotten who you are. Now, we've all, I've been there. It's in those times where, no, I'm a son, and he's my father, and I could come to him as a son, and he will respond to me as a father. I will remember who he is, and I will remember who I am as a son. My identity is in him. That is remember who you are. This one, remember the prophetic words. Now, how many of you write your prophetic words down? How many of you actually go back to them, read them again? Good. The rest? Yara Jesus. Now, just remember your prophetic words. Because God is speaking into your future. He's planting a memory there. Ha <laughs> ha. He's planting a, let me just tell you who you are. And then a prophet will come and just remind you 
who you are. It's been prophesied over. Let me remind you. See, let me remind you who you are. Your prophetic words. Everybody has got a prophetic word. Now, Andre um, Bronkost. One day, he prophesied over Stace and myself, and that week we had a week of freaking hell. I was like, thanks, eh? He says, well, you had a word to hold on to. I said, I guess it's right. <laughs> you know? Such as you do get a prophetic word and everything falls apart. Does it mean the prophetic word's not right? Does it mean God's lying? No. It means you've got a word to hold on to. Okay, God, let me, I'm reminding you, but I'm reminding myself, you said this, you said this. I'm building that memory. I'm, I'm storing this in my mind. I'm not looking my out, out the circumstances. I'm getting a God vision. I'm getting a God perspective of this situation. Because prophetic words will tell you of your future. This is where I want you to be. This is where I want you to go. This is what I want to do in your life. This is what I want to do in your family's life. Is it just, no. It's something you speak in the spiritual realm. And you need to revisit them. You need to relook at your prophetic words. Remember the prophetic words. Do not forget the prophetic words. Remember the encounters. Remember the encounters. The other one, remember what he has done for you. What has he done? What has he done for you? Remember what he has done for you. Psalm 33, verse 10 to 12. If you read right through the Bible, God was saying, remind, remember, tell your kids about what I've done. Egypt, remind them. Remind them how I've delivered them. Remind them how, if he could do it there, he could do it now again. He is not a man that lies. He's not a God that repents. He will do what he set forth to do. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing, oh wow. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. They scatter the starry host. By the breath of his mouth. Next one. He gathers the waters of the sea into a jar and puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. That's who he is. That is who he is. Psalm 51, verse 12. Let's go there. Remember what he's done for you. You are saved. Now, if you, I remember we did the Elijah house one day, and I think it'll be a good exercise, you know. Um, they encourage people to say, okay, God, where would I have been today if it wasn't for you? And to ask God that question. So this guy asked the question, and God said to him, you'll be worse than Hitler. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so you can ask yourself that question. If it was not for God, where would you be today? I'll leave that there. Psalm 51, verse 12. Restore me the joy of your salvation, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Is the joy still there because you're saved? Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Restore unto me the joy of what you've done for me on the cross. Restore unto me the joy. That's, I think it was a time where David lost his, his son. He's writing this. Do not take your spirit away from me. You know, when he just messed up. <laughs> he really messed up. Restore unto me the joy of salvation. Now, 
And you, is the joy still there because of your salvation? Are you still glad that you're saved? Or sometimes like, oh, maybe it would just been better to, <laughs> you know? Restoring to me the joy of my salvation. And sometimes, like, God, I'm saved and nothing is going to rob this joy. Nothing is going to rob this joy. Now, one thing I want you to remember what he has done for you is the cross. Jesus died. He shed his blood for you. His body was broken for you. He knew what he was doing. And I think he gave his disciples, I think, a bit of a, well, he did. If you read that scenario, I'm just going to touch on it quickly. And then um, before he, he went to, it's the time of the Passover, before he went to go and get crucified. The time of the Passover, the Bible says the Passover, and he says to his disciples, let's go and eat the Passover, not knowing he was actually prophesying about his body. Passover is the Passover lamb, Egypt. Passover, and he says, let's go, let's go eat the Passover, and at that moment, he says, this is my body, this is my blood, Passover lamb, let's eat, let's remember what he has done for you, all we, Christmas time, the birth of Christ, let's remember that time, and not just say, you know, I know we don't do it, <laughs> but if we're around friends, you know, yes, it's the gifts and everything, but it's about Jesus, it's about who what he has done. A son. He God so loved the world that he gave his only son. It's about Jesus. And we so easily forget sometimes what God has done for us. If you look at Jesus, the feeding of the five thousand, the loaves. I just did it a couple of scriptures later. Have you really forgotten? Have you really like hello? Let's remember. What he has done. So I'll just quickly tell you guys. Remember who God is. Remember who you are. Your identity. Remember the prophetic words. Remember what he has done for you. When you come to this time of the year, I want you to, we'll take a couple of minutes. I want you to look back at this year and say, yes, there was heart sore. And yes, you might have gone to hell and back and tell the story Yes, there was tough, difficult. Yes, yes, yes. But I want to encourage you to look past that. And say, okay, God, this is maybe facing me in my face right now. But I want you to let you and God and say, God, I want you to take that right now out of my memory. And I want to see what you've done in my life. So I want you to right now, just close your eyes for a few minutes. And I want you just to look back at this year. And I want you to look at the positives. And, you know, God will deal with those things that you've been through. And our ultimate goal for today, what I want you, I want you to remember what He has done, who He is above the things that you might go through. Yes, you might go through it. Yes, it might be very real. But Jesus is very real. His encounters is very real. The cross is much real than that. That cannot be less. This, what you're going to cannot over exceed what He has done. Even on live stream right now, we look back in the year. Go relook and say, okay, God, show me the things where you've even protected my life. You might have, you don't know that that time you felt like you were, why am I driving such a long way around? I protected you right there. Relive the encounters. Relive the way he spoke to you.
continuously come and remind you of your prophetic words. Continuously will remind you. He hasn't forgotten. He doesn't want you to forget. So what are we going to do now is that when you... Jesus knew what he was doing. When he was saying, when you take the body, the wine, the bread, remember. Remember what I've done. When you remember something, you relive it. You bring it in power again. You can lie on the floor and remember an encounter with God and you'll have that encounter right there again. You'll get totally smacked again, you know, by yourself. And I want you to go in light of this message today. Really remember, bring the power of the cross in your memory back right there. So Jesus, I want to remember right now what you've done for me that your body was broken for me and your blood was shed for me it's a personal thing and i want you to remember bring that 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 the power of the not just i want you to take time with this today to come and take the bread take the blood and remember he has done and come with the expectation God will I remember you'll never I remember it's like you'll think about it differently I wonder I was in a, a big church before I went to put word and what next moment I remember oh my word everybody around me they were I sobbed my eyes out because just the reality of the cross became so real to me you know when you oh I've been crucified with him. I don't live anymore, but he lives inside of me. I remember what he has done for me. Because he loves me. For me today, for you to create a memory with God through communion to encounter, I want you to create a memory. I want you to look back and say, this 8th of December 2019, I created a memory with God where I looked at the body and the bread and the blood and I just saw it very differently. So I want you to take the body, take the blood, go sit wherever you are. I'm not finished yet, but I want you to sit and just create a memory with God. Allow Him to create a memory. So God, Ah, you and me right now, (laughs) you're going to create a memory. So come, come get the body. Grab a a biscuit or some wine or some some juice, whatever you can find, and just create a memory right now with God. Let Him come step into your room and let Him just come and come with that expectation. So, God, you and me right now, even if you take two and let Him imagine sitting next to you, and just create this memory with God right now. 
and just remember what He has done. And let that power of the cross just come into your mind and fill your body and just get reminded of what He is and what He has done for you.